everybody. Welcome to another episode of Reality TV and me. I'm your host, Kirsty. And this week I am joined by fan favourites, the gals from Alter Call, Kane and Aid. What's up, girls? Welcome back. Hi. Hi, everybody. Thanks for having us, Kirsty. Oh, uh, look, everybody loved you guys last time, and a lot of people were excited to hear you know their two favorite podcasts combined. If I can just <laughs> own that for a second, thank you. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, the more the merrier. Exactly. We just have to figure out how to uh, not talk over each other and who's answering <laughs> questions. <laughs> I'll try not to get excited when Bennett comes up. <laughs> oh, oh, girl, no, you can get all excited because he does not excite me. So that's on you. <laughs> I know. <laughs> oh, I get I'll so much this. hate for that. I'm just like, oh, Bennett every week and yeah people aren't happy with me but sorry sorry that's my um, that's my opinion to quote camera <laughs> <laughs> oh now we're in the oc okay even more controversial <laughs> shows and opinions oh, yeah. i want to talk a little bit about married at first sight australia before we get into uh the reunion and decision day of new orleans just a few crazy updates from the world of Instagram of one Haley from Married at First Sight Australia. Oh. Do you guys remember her? I know, uh, Tane, you watch. Yes, I do. I do not like her at all and the dramatics and she's fake. She is a lot. Well, look, along with um, Michelle last week, now she's Haley has also joined OnlyFans. And Michelle was, um, look, she was a little bit more prudish. She said she has been told she's got beautiful muscular legs and she was going to put those on show. Haley has launched not even a softcore porn site on OnlyFans. It is H. Accur. So anybody that wants to sign up, I think it's like $12 or something to get on in there. Have fun. But, um... Yeah, you're on your own. I'm I'm not brave enough to enter into that world of Haley. I have seen enough of her as as is just from watching the show. <laughs> oh, it's so funny Wait. because Married at First Sight America is on Lifetime, which is one of the most like conservative networks. Yeah. Like they yeah. just started having black people in their holiday movies and gay couples. <laughs> <laughs> Meanwhile, over in Australia. <laughs> Meanwhile, over in Australia, we're like searching Pornhub and finding everyone uh, from Married at First Sight, left, right and centre. So watch out world, I guess. I don't know what to tell you. <laughs> this season, it has been a, a real uh, mixed bag of trash, I have to say. It's not always quite so dark, but everyone from this season seems to be off the rails. Can I verify, Kirstie? Did you say that Michelle has an OnlyFans? Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Michelle was the older lady? Yes, with that's, the daughter? That's, that's the one, yes. Yeah, so. <laughs> okay, I thought my memory, okay. Michelle of Michelle and cool, cool, Steve. Cool, cool. Yeah, yeah. So she, I actually reached out to her and asked her about it, and she just seemed, um, she really had no idea what OnlyFans was. Which is why an elder lady should not be on <laughs> exploring these kinds of avenues without research. 
I will say I the, the best pleasure. thing about Married at First Sight Australia is what happens afterwards. They play musical chairs with each other, then the, everything yeah. cl- claws come out afterwards, and they're just tabloid fodder after. Oh. So that's crazy. It's a lot. I had the pleasure of explaining OnlyFans to my mother the other day, and uh-uh. that was great. Uh-uh. <laughs> See? Her exact words back to me were like, Don't you have a degree? Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, yeah. And you're like, yes, in podcasting, reality TV. Thanks, mom. (laughs) That's so fun. See, Michelle needed a daughter like you to speak to her about OnlyFans, what it was, what she was getting herself into, because honestly, I don't know that she's going to make the big bucks just uh, putting those muscular legs out there. Mm-mm. Why can't people stick to cameo? Like, what is the world going to? Why can't you stick to? And Haley, honestly, she her um description on it on it was I can't see the page because I wasn't uh, thrifty enough not to sign up. But um, <laughs> you can see she's like, I'll do what your wife won't. Um, I'll make your cock sing or something. <laughs> Don't quote me on that one. <laughs> I'll make your cock sing. That's not what she said, but it was something <laughs> something as obscure. <laughs> wow. So, yeah, that's what's going on in Australian Married at First Sight. I think um I think we need to venture into the the much more demure Married at First Sight New Orleans, <laughs> which you would think would be kind of crazy when we have characters like Bennett and Amelia. I think we should start with these guys. You Let's wanna, um, you wanna talk your boy Bennett because, Lord knows, I am not his biggest fan. Our I love Bennett. I don't care. What <laughs> say. Bennett is cute. I love the way Bennett puts words together. I love the way he breezes through everything and makes things not a big deal. His, I'm just a fan of his. I really am. I don't know what else to say. <laughs> Look, it was cute when he wore the hat um, on decision day. This hat, I don't know if the listeners remember, but in the on the wedding day with Amelia, he wanted to wear this hat and all of his groomsmen talked him out of it, saying he looked ridiculous, which he did. But <laughs> Amelia said if he'd worn it, he would. she would have absolutely loved it. I mean, here's a girl with a bird in her hair so of course she would have loved this hat he wore it on decision day it was very cute <laughs> but then he shows up on decision day uh, with with a new accessory on his hip a new accessory yeah this um <laughs> he this starts is... to unrobe as it were and <laughs> pastor cow's like uh, what's happening here he's gonna t- he's, he's taking off his pants and look, I was with Cal there. I was just like, please, no, I've seen enough already. Keep those pants on. And what does he reveal to us, Aid? He reveals a tattoo of Amelia's initials, <laughs> but not like a cute, oh, I went to a really cool uh-uh. artsy tattoo shop. No, he explains at the reunion, it's a stick and poke tattoo, also known as the type that they do in prison or like teenagers do the more risky teenagers yeah i um it's so funny you say you've just given me a high school flashback not for myself i was way too nerdy but i knew a girl in high school who 
gave herself a, a Draco Malfoy um, prick. What is it? Poke and prick? Stick and poke. A stick and poke tattoo that just said it was just Draco on her on her heel. And then she did another one, um, which, were, which was a B and a J, that she said that if, um, if anyone questioned her about it, she would just say it's for Billy Joel. Um, but it did not stand for Billy you Joel. Didn't, you didn't keep in touch with her? To like- Look, we're, <laughs> we're, not, we're not close. We're not close. <laughs> so, but honestly, this was the most hideous tattoo I have ever seen. <laughs> It was messy. I don't even know. It was hard to tell because my screen was very blurry. Um, we didn't see it for long. But was it a love heart? Is that what it yes. I was meant to think it was? Okay. It was a heart with her initials. Yeah, that was rough. Stuff. And there was some other stuff too, but I didn't know what it was. Yeah, there was some. There was some detail. Um, yeah. It was pixelated. I just couldn't tell <laughs> what it was. It's just blurry. It's a broken, broken stuff. It's meant to be pixelated. <laughs> oh my god, terrible! Oh, so you still love, you still loved him right after that, didn't you? Yeah, because mm-hmm. I mean, things that I would find annoying with other people when Bennett does it, I'm like, you know what? It's Bennett. Even Amelia annoys me sometimes, but Bennett, I'm just like, you know what? It's Bennett. It's fine. Okay, you're just in love with him. That's what's going on here. You just have a crush. Uh, yeah, I, I think it. you're distracted by his good looks. <laughs> yeah, I think so. I think so. No. It's those long, but, luscious locks. But at the reunion, we learned that they have moved to Virginia. They're happy. Bennett has a real job. I know. They... they seemed so happy and look again very annoying with this strange song that they wrote for uh kevin fraser wait so hang on is he like a movie recommending guy in the states why did they write a song so that was just completely he does host entertainment tonight so at first i thought about that but i don't think that's the connection i really just thought it was coincidental that they sang that song because I just felt like I've got to be missing something here. Because the entire... The other... Go ahead. The other thing is that Lifetime is known for their TV movies. Okay, that could be And they did it. run an ad for their Christmas holiday movies while they were singing that song. Okay. So I don't know if that was the tie-in, but... If... But it we're like struggling worked. to think of a reason why they would sing this dumb song. <laughs> we're trying to link things together for anyone that hasn't watched yet but is listening to the recap. Um, I do that all the time. Basically, they just wrote this song where it's like, Kevin, can you recommend a movie? I mean, I'm making that up on the spot, but it's just as good as their version. Look, they were having fun. Um, Bennett took it very seriously, which, again, was upsetting to me. But they t- they, they seem happy. <laughs> Such Don't an be asshole. a hater. Don't be a hater. I'm just playing it up because you're here, but also... <laughs> no, they were, um, they were having fun. That's, that's what I'll say about that. <laughs> Well, I don't know if I was a little concerned about the fact that, well, they said they don't see each other and they have a new schedule, which is great. It didn't seem to be a big deal. But on the flip side, it's kind of like, well, Mm. 
are the feelings dying a little bit? Is it becoming routine or is it just another thing they're going to weather? It's not a big deal. I couldn't tell. Yeah, and it's hard as well because similar to Karen, obviously Amelia is in the medical field and this is all happening during COVID. So she's probably extra busy as well. Plus it's residency, so she'd be working really hard. But I mean, that honeymoon period's got to die sometime. So maybe they're just getting to the more comfortable stage. Anyway, as we see, they stay married, of course. We're very happy for them in their little love bubble. Any final (laughs) thoughts on these two? No. No. I mean, they're good. (laughs) I actually have have a question for you. Is, Is it true love to be picking food out of your partner's teeth? Is that... Absolutely. Yeah. All right. Okay. You know, I've I've been single a long time, so you know, (laughs) I'm picking my own teeth over here. Okay. (laughs) I mean, I do it. I I don't know if I should say that out loud, but I do do it. (laughs) (laughs) So yeah. Well, that's true love. That's true love. All right. Well, there you go. Now I have the answer because I was just like, all right, is this what love's coming to? I see. Okay. I'm single for a reason. I'm not getting anybody's teeth. No, thank you. Where should we head to next? Oh, look, let's go to Olivia and Brett. Oh, eight favorite people. Awkward. I just feel, if you're going to be a bad couple on Married at First Sight, I'm going to need some entertainment. Mm. And so these, like, couples who not only hate each other aren't providing anything for me, they're my least, I mean, I personally like Olivia a lot. I think she's a cool girl. But watching them these past couple weeks, I'm like, you hate each other and you're not entertaining. Please go away. But what about this random booty call text that Brett sends Olivia <laughs> a few weeks down the line? Like, hey, cute wifey. Literally, my stomach churned when I heard those <laughs> words. It, and she could clearly see it was such a booty call she said she was indifferent to it. Like, these two, they legit hate each other. They do. I think they- it's not necessarily a booty call. It's just that thing that guys do where you want to be friends, quote unquote, just so you feel better about being a mm. dick. And you feel like, okay, it's not that bad. We're on good terms. We're good. He just wants to make sure he's on her good side. But I don't know. I don't think he really cares. Yeah, trying to make sure he's he's on the good side before reunion as well. Yeah, they also <clears throat> spent a long time reading all of their socials. I know they both posted on Reddit. Um, <laughs> oh, yeah? That's, Anything that's good? Yes. And then the things that Brett was saying to criticize Olivia on the reunion were basically pulled from Reddit posts Wait, <laughs> that what? other people had said. Really? So he's just quoting, he's just picked out the facts that he liked from Reddit and he's just quoting that. Basically. <laughs> and then she is like getting very upset about the things that people said on social media about her. So they both kind of came with that energy to the reunion too. Of like, ah, why did people say these terrible things about me? It's not true. But like, Brett, I'm sorry, you're an asshole. You're an asshole. And I was really glad that she just flat out said it. She's like, yeah, well, I don't mean it's just Brett. He's just an he's just kind of an asshole. <laughs> like, you're. And the rest of the like crew doesn't like him either. No, <laughs> actually, I um, I text him on 
or Instagram. I DM'd him on Instagram at like 4 a.m. last night. Not sliding into the DMs, guys. Not <laughs> sliding. Not a hey cute wifey. I was trying to find out because he only has 8,000 followers on Instagram and everybody else is like 40, 50, 60,000. So I thought best way to find out if I can get any interviews with these people is to go to the one with the least amount of followers. He's probably not getting that much traction. <laughs> so I was just like, you know, hey, are you guys allowed to do interviews? Love to have you on the show so you can give your side of the story. <clears throat> just total, total fucking bullshit. Sorry, hopefully he doesn't listen to this. And, and he's like, oh, all that stuff has to be cleared through production and production. I'm not their biggest fan. So, oh, they don't um, like him either, Brett. They don't like you either. Everybody hates him. <laughs> Sorry, boy. But that's interesting. Like, even if production was not involved, I'm always interested how these people are willing to talk about this over and over and over again. Mm-hmm. If I were him, I'd just be like, "I'm done. I'm free. I don't want to talk about this shit anymore." No, they love it. I mean, that's these are the type of people that apply for these shows, though. Like my um, co-host for Jacques, who I I covered all of Amer- um, Australia and Married at First Sight with. He always he's a he's a journalist for one of these trashy sites, and he always mm-hmm. says. You know, when I'm interviewing these people, he always warns me, these are not normal people. Like, this is true. They might be able to act normal for a period of time, but keep your wits about you. Do not engage in a friendship with these people. <laughs> yeah, this wow. is true. You have to be a certain kind of person to apply for a reality show. Like, for the life of me, I will run so far away I feel like people get obsessed with like clearing the record and they never can clear the record. Like you can go on all the podcasts you want to a, most of the people who watch the show aren't listening to this stuff. Yeah. Like (laughs) we're a specific audience that like does everything. Yeah. I just listened to an interview with Amber from season nine in Charlotte. And I was like, it was a fun interview and you learn a little bit, but there's not much difference between the person who was on TV and the person who was on the podcast. You're not going to like, rehabilitate your image or tell us a new story doesn't change your whole idea of of who she was presented as on the show i think that is it though i think it's people trying to sort of yeah clear up their portrayal on the show but if you're an asshole brett sorry you're still gonna be an asshole in most people's eyes even when you do a podcast that three people listen to (laughs) his friend you know just told us that confirmed that he's a dick which friend? If your old friend Anthony, come the when they had the friends and family mm. week, yes. and Anthony came and like, you know, he's not always cognizant of other people's feelings. <laughs> like he the was best roundabout way. So <laughs> delicate with how he said that. He's like, I was just hoping he would have learned a little bit of empathy. But no, he's still a asshole. (laughs) And that's like, that's your friend. I didn't realize that Anthony was the one who he also like went to dinner with that one time and like totally shit talked Olivia. No, I didn't realize that either. Yeah. I never look at the friends. I just think (laughs) they're coming and going. But he was cute. I actually liked Anthony. He's cute, Mm. yeah. Yeah. I think he's married, though. Sorry, guys. Yeah. How do you remember that? (laughs) She remembers the important stuff. (laughs) 
I think for me, the important thing for Brett and Olivia, I don't really care about Brett. Like, I don't, he has a lot to unpack. And I always tell Aid this, like, a lot of these people need to go to a therapist and not come on this show. But for Olivia, I really hope she gets to unpack that anger because she says she's indifferent. That is not indifference. Mm -mm. That is a lot of feelings packed up somewhere. And my theory is just that she's mad that forever and ever her first husband is going to be Brett. Like, I don't blame her. Who wants their first husband to be Brett? But... You know, and we all got to see it. It's not like a, a dark secret. Everyone knows that your husband was Brett. But she's just, you know. Yeah, it's true. It it's not like that's a... what happened. Just keep moving on. Because she was still mad at the reunion, which was like, what, two months later? Yeah. Like, okay, just let it go. Who cares if he's dating? Let this him date. Just, you know. Really, like, ruined her happy sunshine persona. She is angry broken and i think you're right i think that's it because she really was taking it seriously she really what did want to find love and be a wife that was really yeah. her goal yes and you're right it's not like she just ran over to vegas and got married and you know regretted it 24 hours later this was on national tv she had to live with this asshole yeah Oh, like that would be so crushing. I kind of feel her on that. Yeah. What about him but I also at the feel like Go ahead. But I also feel like when you go on these dating reality shows and it doesn't work out, you have now told the whole world, guess what? I'm single and ready for a committed relationship. You're gonna have to wade through a whole bunch of weirdos in your DMs. But I feel like after shows are over, if you check up on people a year or two later, they're usually like in a relationship, married, yeah. having a kid. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's true. I mean, that's true. Hopefully, Brett never finds love. <laughs> 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 but having a, had a look at his Instagram, it does look like he he might be with a woman. Um, you know, probably not serious, probably three dates or whatever his limit was before he runs off and bails again. How about him at the reunion? Oh, he's such a dick. Just being like, well, I was attracted to Olivia before I got to know her. <laughs> Boy. Well, I mean, for a person who's been on so many dates, you're clearly attracted to a lot of different people. <laughs> so that's not a huge compliment. No, uh, and it's the- awful. <laughs> The two of them have too many things they're just not, don't, didn't have in common. Money, traveling, friends, kids, just way too many, like, big things things. that weren't going to work. The only thing they had in common was their love of felines. And apparently their cats didn't get along because they kept (laughs) not bringing that up, too. Even the cats knew. They were like, "Uh -uh." (laughs) uh-uh. So they just needed to be done, and they just didn't, because it's a TV show, they couldn't be done quietly. They just yeah. had to keep on going over those same things over and over again. Yeah, and then he fucks off before uh, the group conversation as well. So he was obviously already feeling humiliated, and we know Brett doesn't do well with feeling small, so. Nope, he's insecure. Boy, bye. I am so happy to see the end of you. Who but if you do ever get to interview him, I do want to know, like, some information on his broken engagement. Yes. I mean, I'm sure he probably doesn't want to talk about it, but I really want to know the dyna- what happened. I think that's probably why he's such an asshole to women. Yeah. I think that he's just completely, like, broken inside, which he deserves to be. <laughs> <laughs> 
<laughs> he broke Olivia and she just seems like such a sweetheart. And now <laughs> she's just like me, a bitter old cat lady. <laughs> Welcome to the club, girl. Call me. <laughs> Talk about it. Oh, let's get to the beautiful, lovely Amani and Woody. Loves of my life, light of my soul. These two oh. are just so beautiful. I mean, I was crying reliving the love story. They're just meant to be. They're perfect. They're perfect. Amani's saying, you know, talking about unconditional love and Viviana is all of us just crying and she's, you know, saying she's like the her family, his family. I mean, that's just the love story we all want and she deserves and they both I was I didn't expect to cry because you know I'm writing my notes at the same time I have a cold dead heart and I was just like the love it's so beautiful I felt the same way and I mean there's love but they also express themselves like in a way that you can emotionally connect with. Yeah. And they have been like super honest about everything from the beginning. And then you're just like, you feel like you're in it with them. And then oh, it's just beautiful. It's like hard to think of anything. There's not a single negative thing that you can really say about the two of them, which I'm sure they love that. Yeah. <laughs> like It's very rare to go on reality TV and everybody's like, y'all are the greatest. They are um, the golden couple. Like, yeah. yeah. Nice. I'm not a crying person. It takes a lot for me to cry for like movies or TV or anything. Mm. And I'm very cynical. Like it doesn't take much for me to be like, oh my God, that was for TV. But <laughs> everything they do technically on paper, it seems like it's for TV, but I don't feel that way at all. It still mm. seems genuine. Whatever they do, it still seems like it comes from the heart. Yeah. When Woody down in tears when Amani's like, oh, and saying all these affirmations. The only thing I thought wasn't genuine was Dr. Viviana's tears. Really? I, and I, 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 I disagree. I disagree too. I, I was feeling it when I was watching it. Because <laughs> I thought she was embarrassed. She was like, I, I think, I think she was touched. I don't, I, I agree with that. I think she was touched, but I think she's one of those people who finds it easy to cry and it makes good for the TV. So she just cried and, oh my God, in touch but I wasn't buying it like I think she was touched like who wouldn't be touched but the crying was you know it came easy for her so when, eh. when Pastor Cal <laughs> cried that was that destroyed me because like, he's the that's, loving, that's my boot he's love my life I, and then Woody's crying and I was just like Oh, I can't handle it. It's so beautiful. Maybe love is real. Maybe it's not a pointless mission in life. <laughs> and then we find out that Woody is the one who's like keeping up with the whole group. Yeah. Texting and calling everybody to see if they're okay. The connection. Or alive. <laughs> or alive. Apparently, Brett is probably not responding to his text messages. Oh, my God. I mean, that's and not- then Woody takes time to like defend Henry, and I'm like, oh my gosh, Woody, you really are a good guy. He definitely like seems Woody is a you know well rounded. He's mm-hmm. a little bit self interested, mm-hmm. but he's he seems he's a good guy. I but think. he's like yeah, he seems straight up as well. I mean, he was yes. um you would have seen this if you're up on the Instagrams. Did you see his costume as Batman for yes, Halloween? Yeah. And he's yes. got that like swish ass car. He was looking so 
fine. I actually love following him for all his fashion and just like every day there's a new like sweet outfit. I'm like, oh, what does he do <laughs> for a Woody living? <laughs> I think Woody is great. I think he's well-rounded, but Woody is someone I do not find attractive. Same. <laughs> yeah, he's, I... he's on the shorter side, um, but... I think he's cute. I'm. I actually am attracted to him, but I think I would be probably a foot taller than him in real life. Which... <laughs> yeah, probably. I think in the episode when we first saw him, I described him as minute. Minute. But... <laughs> <laughs> and I was but, like, we are going to start to hate Bell. I'm short, so it doesn't matter. <laughs> but just in general, um, he just doesn't do it for me. Henry will get it before Woody, no, but I, I think Woody's great. Woody oh is great. Henry? He's everything. Come on. He just doesn't do it for me. He doesn't make my lady parts tingle. Well, what so. is Henry going to do to your lady parts? Come on. He doesn't know he his way around a lady what part. To do, but... <laughs> no, no, no. I take that back. I take that back. Henry has a side to him. Let's not remember. Let's not forget that Christina squashed him to zero and, mm-hmm. you know, <laughs> sucked his soul out. But when Henry's around people that he likes, you see it come out. Henry gives the best. Sh- Shade. Mm-hmm. Henry That's true. Joke. So you know, you make a woman laugh. Penny dropper right there. So let's not count Henry out yet. Let's not count him out yet. That's true. And the thing is, like, even his ticks at the reunion, his yeah. um, and anytime he's around someone that makes him comfortable, like Bennett or Woody, who listen to him and give him a space to be himself, yeah. they completely die down because. Yep. When he's around Christina, he is or his dad. freaking out. Or his dad. He is ticking up a storm because he's so stressed and he's trying to yes. remain calm, but it's coming out in, in this different way. Yeah. So you're right. He has the best shade, the best reads of anybody on that cast. <laughs> and he really brought it at the reunion and he drops the bomb that Christina was not only in a relationship for five years right before, you know, I think they said it, they said, I've heard two different things, five months and eight months before filming. I don't know. It was less than a year. But then he drops the bomb that it was not only a five-year relationship, it was also with a married man. it's, It's only a bomb if you're not in the universe because this rumor has been out there for so long. <laughs> like, <laughs> it's been on the interweb. Yeah. It was maybe a shock to people who were just watching on TV. Yeah. Well, but for me, I only heard from you because I avoid spoilers like the plague. I try not to hear anything at all. But Henry is like, suddenly the people are like, oh my gosh, it's so mean of him. But I have, I'm like, I just, no, it wasn't mean. He literally, they never had a chance because people at the wedding went to his guests and were like, BT dubs. Mm. <laughs> she had this relationship with this married guy that just ended eight months ago. And then his friends scurry, scurry, scurry to Henry that day to be like, BT dubs. Like, so I, I, first off, this goes back to Christina doesn't have no friends. If she had real friends, no one would have been talking about her married man relationship at her TV wedding. Mm-hmm. But she doesn't have real friends. And that's why it all just poof. He's like, I don't want to deal with her. And then the more she was rude to people and blah, blah, blah. It's it's, it's sad that they never had a chance, but um, I blame that on Christina. 
100%. And look, speaking of her not having any friends, a lot of people were saying that maybe she doesn't even live in New Orleans, that maybe she still lives lives in California. That's why half her stuff was over there, half her stuff was in her car. And we never see her mum again from the first episode when they were kind of sold to us as having this extremely close relationship. Her only friends are these old people that have been pulled off the street somewhere. Like It is all very strange. And I think she wanted to be on TV. She applied for the show and she was going to move if the relationship worked out. That's where I stand on that. I don't know. I also think she thought she could come on TV and not have her business out on the streets. And everybody knows, <laughs> if you go on TV, like, people are crazy. They will find your second grade teacher. They will find your friends or friends for some tiny little cable show. And they will find everything there is about you. So if you don't want people talking about it and you don't want your business out there, don't go on reality TV. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And that Word. is words of wisdom right there from Aid. <laughs> <laughs> Anything else on these two? I mean, obviously they they decide to divorce. They are not staying together. I was really proud of the way Henry stood up for himself and brought yeah. it. But I mean, look, Christina is a mad woman. She's sitting there crying, shaking. She's all over the joint. She's another one of these people that really should have gone to therapy instead of gone to um, Lifetime. <laughs> And yep. then she's not only a failed blackmailer, <laughs> but as Henry said, a disorganized blackmailer. <laughs> she thought she was blackmailing him. Meanwhile, he's like talking to production, shooting scenes with Woody, and then dropping it on her in Decision Day. And she's like, what? Huh? What? 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 And we're like, but we already know all this. You didn't know that we knew, but we knew. How embarrassing. But she doesn't think Henry's gay, guys. That's all. <laughs> Hi, Christina. How are you doing? I don't think Henry's gay. Are you okay? Do you want some breakfast? I don't think Henry's gay. <laughs> she finally got around to apologizing, though, but Henry did not. Uh, he acknowledged her apology, but he ref- he wasn't ready to accept it. And, and I enough. totally understand. Yeah. As he said not, they did not take that as... Well, seriously, as I thought it would, like I, we talked about it on our show where we said the expert should have stepped in because mm-hmm. that was a heavy, heavy accusation. Mm-hmm. Don't weaponize someone's sexuality. It's not even, he's not even gay, but don't weaponize that. And exactly. then blackmail him on top of it. Like, who are you even? You went turtlenecks in Mexico. <laughs> <laughs> and then try to blame it on production. Then blame it on your friends. The then blame it on his friends. Kirsty, here's a question for you. Do you think that that text message ever existed? I don't. I mean, (laughs) come on. We've all been there in relationships where it's like, okay, well, you know, this happened. And then they say they want to see your phone and you've deleted the messages and it's all shady. I don't think this message ever ever existed to be deleted. She made some bullshit up. She's trying to understand why this guy could not possibly be attracted to her. Oh, but I still think that that was a lie. Like, I think he was put off by the rumors that she was in a relationship, but I also still think that Henry was not attracted to her from the jump. Because even if he was attracted to her, it wouldn't really be a big deal. Like, okay, she's out of a relationship, but she's willing to try this now. But I just think he wasn't attracted to her at all. But this was good backup for him to use an an excuse. Mm. The only thing that I blame Henry for is for sticking around for 16 weeks when he knew full well he should have pulled the plug. 
the week after the honeymoon, like, yeah, yeah. you are never going to be attracted. You're never going to be interested. And this whole, like, I'm, uh, I'm just going to see it through the end, making it through, sticking it through. Yeah. I think he did her kind of dirty there. I don't think she was dumb enough even to have any hope for them, Mm. but he, they should have pulled the plug much earlier. Yeah, I agree. And even that scene where she's yelling at him saying, why are you here? You don't have to be here. He didn't have a good reason for her. I was right there screaming along with with her. What are you still doing here? And I never understand this whole, like, sticking it out thing. I mean, all I can come up with is that there was something, like, production were really pushing for him to stay. I just thought she was being petty. She's like, I'm going to be the worst person. And I'm not going to pull out first. Let's see how far you take it. And then he's like, I'm not going to stop. I'm going to stick it out to the end and we'll see. So it's just a unhealthy game, I guess. Yeah. Yeah, it <laughs> could play. be. And in, in that regard, he's just as bad. Not just as bad. Like she's well, <laughs> not just as bad, but pretty bad. Some- <laughs> <laughs> oh, God. What about who haven't we covered? The final couple. Karen Miles. All right. There was a reason I left them to the end. It's because they are the shock wave of the entire season. I mean, nobody saw this coming. These two decided to stay together. They have barely had a single kiss. We've seen them kiss once or twice, little pash. Nothing like no tongue, no no sexy time, no groping, no over the clothes, no under the clothes. There's nothing going on sexually to, with these guys. Miles has been complaining not only about physical intimacy, but emotional intimacy. And then for some strange unknown reason, they decide to stay together and it's kind of perfect. What the yes. fuck happened? <laughs> Something hey, happened what happened? Three weeks ago. <laughs> <laughs> Let me tell you. <laughs> I've been saying this. For, I'm so annoyed by it because on D-Day, Miles is like, three weeks ago, I saw a side of you that I didn't think was possible. Karen is like, I feel like our marriage started three weeks ago. Mm. What the heck happened three weeks ago? I don't know what happened. I don't know if they had sex. Yeah, he I made her come. <laughs> and she was like, oh. <laughs> I didn't know 26-year-olds could do that. Okay. (laughs) But something happened that I really want to know, and no one's asking any questions, and I'm so irked by it. Like, even Kevin Frazier, I had all the faith, because he always follows through, and he was like, you mentioned three weeks ago, what happened exactly? That did not happen, and I'm mad. (laughs) So annoying. Plus, you do a perfect Kevin Frazier, by the way. <laughs> yeah, I agree. We didn't get there. There was some something happened, and look, I'm sticking with it. They had sex, and it was mind blowing or something. But something happened, and we want to know what that is. But they were dancing around. He did sort of say, "When did you consummate the marriage?" As if to kind of work like weed out the timeline for us there but it didn't really help look who knows we still don't know we still don't know and I always thought they would be a good match but she I guess because she was so so hurt by her previous relationship 
She just needed this extra time. I mean, imagine if this had been a regular series and it yep. went for eight weeks instead of six They would have been weeks. done. They would have yeah. never um, gotten here. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So... I mean, she's lucky in that regard. Like, one blessing that's come out of COVID-19 is the Miles and Karen love story. <laughs> but it was crazy because even from decision day to the reunion, after yeah. decision day, I was like, I don't know about these two. Like, mm-hmm. you both said yep. yes, but you both didn't look that happy to say mm-hmm. yes. And mm-hmm. then they get to the reunion and they're like, a different couple they're on each other there's pda there they have chemistry that we've never seen before and it's like what is what i think karen really two? struggled with the cameras a lot more than than she ever said like she mentioned it once but obviously they're not really going to show that on the show because it yeah. breaks the fourth wall i think that was probably a big thing for her and also just like pda in front of cameras because she's she mentioned once that she's not like her parents are watching or whatever she doesn't like talking about sex like I kind of get that like it's pretty awkward you know if you're I don't want my mum to hear me like watch me making out and kissing noises and and then shower sex like Woody and Armani over here Uh -uh. oh so Kirsty, so you haven't been on a show called Married at First Sight where people are going to ask you (laughs) hey have you had sex that was my gripe with Karen like I get a lot of people like get on me because I didn't like Karen we have like a Karen fan who listens to our show she DMs all the time one one single Karen fan (laughs) and you know I'm willing to eat crow I'm glad that you know it worked out for them but for uh, future seasons I don't want it I don't want to watch someone who says it takes me a little time to warm up get off the show yeah. go away from this so i'm glad it worked out because of the pandemic but watching someone saying i don't trust you yet it's coming it's married at first sight you have eight weeks exactly we're in season 11 everybody should know this by now it, yeah so. you gotta jump in and and look i think she probably got on because she's just so beautiful like i reckon they knew she's probably it's not gonna work like she's gonna be slow she's gonna be reserved yeah, they could have a chance, but really it's unlikely. But she's just so – I mean, if it's anything like the Australian version, the people who apply, the really beautiful girls, they get on The Bachelor or The Bachelorette. And then the kind of extra <laughs> ones, you've watched it, uh, Tane, you understand. It's kind of the uh, the extras get on Married at First Sight. Why do they always look so plastic? I've never, there's not even a wrinkle on these girls. It's just mm. smooth foreheads, lips ready to sail the seas. Well, like, I mean, to sail the seas. <laughs> <laughs> like, every time I look at them, I'm like, what is happening? They all have perpetual pouts, like, and especially <laughs> after the show finishes now, that every oh. single one of them, if you follow them on Instagram, every second story is them doing those awful videos where they've obviously gotten free Botox or free fillers and they have to film it and put it on the Insta stories in order to promote the place to get the free filler. So I'm just like searching through my stories and every every second day a video pops up of one of these math, maths people's getting injected into their lips and just blood spurting out. I'm like, ah, I didn't come here for this. (laughs) It's all like, 
I will give the Married at First Sight, most of them, uh, America this. They do look like normal people. Like, yeah. very attractive normal people, but you wouldn't be surprised to, like, see them at the grocery store. Yeah. Everybody getting their lips done and the same noses and the bow top. Every, they all look the same. Yeah, it's it's a lot. And I think it's probably... I don't know. It's an issue here, actually, in reality TV. I don't know if it's the same for you guys. It doesn't seem to be. You seem to have a wider variety of reality TV faces, whereas we're, like, all the Darcy and Stacey all of the time. Everybody looks like Darcy and Stacey. It's like they, they get on TV once and they're, like, suddenly they need to look Hollywood ready, except... They don't look Hollywood ready. They don't. They're not like born with it. Sorry, girls. <laughs> but so they end up doing the cheek injections, the chin, whatever. Fix the nose, lift the brows, and it just looks insane. I think it comes from people reading their social media. Yeah, totally. And the people who do like one season of reality TV seem to come out much more normal than the people who continue to do like. Darcy and Stacey, just season after season after yeah. season after season. And now you feel like you got to keep it up. It's gross. It's a lot. <laughs> in saying that, if anybody wants me on a 90 Day Fiance over there, any American listeners, totally ready to do the switch. <laughs> <laughs> I think what ends up happening, though, is you go to social media and people are like, you're not, you know, so I'm sure hundreds of people a day call you ugly. Yeah, yeah. And you're like, oh, okay, instead of listening, like understanding that they're losers who aren't on a TV show like you are, you end up going to get your Botox and your fillers. Yeah. And and even, you know, Lizzie is the perfect example from Married at First Sight Australia. She yeah. was cruelly made fun of for being overweight, which she wasn't the she previous was not. season. Not at all. At and all. she comes back seriously underweight the next season to the point yeah. of, like, I would flat out say she has an eating disorder. Fully, yes. like, different, completely different race. Now, all of a sudden, she went from white as white to fake tan, like Christina Aguilera <laughs> in the 2000, year 2000. <laughs> like, it was an issue. And they do the teeth whitening. She, went, like, did her hair. The whole shebang just changed everything yeah. about herself. And that is, I'm sure, entirely because of online bullying. Yeah. But I will say one thing. Not a one person said anything about her weight. No. Which I found very refreshing. Nobody said anything, even though it was glaring. But, but yeah. America Married at First Sight. So I started watching the matchmaking special because that's going to be our, our next bonus episode because we didn't watch it. Wait, what's this? I I didn't get this advertised to me. <laughs> <laughs> so it's the like the first episode of the season, like before they like match them. Oh, cute. Yeah, we don't watch it because like we think it's boring, but we're going to watch it now just because it's all done. So it'll yeah. be more interesting. And they have kind of like a little bit of a chunky person. And I'm like, I don't know why you're showing her. Like you guys never pick anybody who is fat ever yeah i mean that's, yeah that's sometimes that's you get TV. a dad bod guy but you never get even like a little bit of a chunky girl i know look it's it, and and that was one thing that made me sad as well when i interviewed a few of the maths people i had um uh not amanda what's her name alex on she was like a slim girl beautiful girl on the show and she just flat out said in our interview because she dropped about 10 kilos which she didn't have to lose 
that she just didn't like the way that she looked on TV. I'm like, ah, uh, like imagine that's that's how that's how we like all would be as well, picking out our own little flaws and yeah. like no wonder these girls come out with their faces looking, I don't know, like a Picasso because they're just being ripped to shreds and they're trying to rebuild their confidence in in any way that can find it. But yeah, it makes me sad. Fuck society. Yeah. Screw the man. <laughs> <laughs> and on that note <laughs> <laughs> girls you're so fun i love talking to you tell us where we can find your show on the socials tell us where we can listen to alter call the whole shebang you can listen to us anywhere you listen to your podcast apple podcast spotify you can find us on instagram or twitter at alter call m-a-f-s that's A-L-T-A-R-C-A-L-L-M-A-F-S. And you can email us at the same handle at gmail.com. And we will be back in January for the new season that they're already filming in Atlanta. And in the meantime, we will be doing bonus episodes on our Patreon, which is www.patreon.com slash altercallmafs. And you can commission episodes and check out our tiers um, and and that's it. <laughs> and that's it. And you are obviously listening to Reality TV and Me right now on your podcast app. Please give me a five-star review and even write a review if you got, I don't know, a minute or so just to say how amazing the show is and how much you love my special guests. And um, join us in the Facebook group. It's really fun in there. Just search groups on Facebook. Reality TV and me is the name. We just have a bit of a laugh, share some memes, talk about these shit shows. I will be uh, breaking down a little bit of Real Housewives of um, Salt Lake City coming up. I'm also look forward, looking forward to the new maths US, new Aussie maths. I don't think will be till Feb. Everything's been shut down here for a long time, so um, everything's kind of still up in the air. I've been waiting for Real Housewives of Melbourne to come on for, like, a year. I don't even think they're they're not even filming. Like, it's just, it's a tragedy. (laughs) Hopefully they'll be back at some stage in the new year, but we'll just have to keep waiting and seeing. So anyway, get your suggestions into me on the Facebook group or on Instagram, Reality TV and Me. Um, of any new shows because I'm looking to to explore some new stuff while I've got a little bit of a break in between seasons. So hit me up. Thank you, girls. You have made me laugh and I just, I love talking to you. We'll do it again. Thank you for having us. It's always, always a pleasure. (laughs) We love it here. Thank you. Bye.